Hello everybody and welcome to uh, episode 14 of Gaming Fix, the first, best, most international gaming podcast recorded by six friends, this time five friends, on the internet uh, every week on a Saturday night at roughly 11pm UK time. Uh, and the more specific I get, the more accurate it is. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, t- I will be your chairman this week, uh, Sam Harrison, as always. Um, with me today, we have our chief technical officer, Alex Galinas. Seems appropriate that uh, we're talking about the international, considering that's in Canada this year. Oh, oh. yeah. Anyways, saving for news, Alex. <laughs> Uh, we have uh, Head of Public Relations, Alison. Hello, hello. Uh, CFO, uh, Andre. Naruto is a bad anime. I, I just finished it. It's bad. You're right. An anime Naruto officer, uh, Pat Connor. Hey, I love the Naruto manga. That's not, I'm not saying that sarcastically either. How's, how's Baruto? That's out this year, right? I don't know. Naruto's so bad, I don't want to watch it. I'm, I I also hate the Naruto anime, and I've heard Baruto is significantly better, but it's from people who like Naruto, so I don't know if I trust their opinion. <laughs> it's like, hard uh, to tell. Like the problem with Naruto is they spend so much time flashing back. Yep. That like in like every fight, that, it's just that, like, and then we have to flash back like twenty years. It like, doesn't happen in the manga that I remember. They, yeah, I figure, and then they flash back to things they've already flashed back to like four different times. Yeah. Like throughout the series as different filler arcs. But I hate flashing back to it. I hate all the voice acting in that anime too, whether it's Believe Japanese it. or English. That thing also makes me really mad. So well, welcome to Naruto Fix. Yeah, no. Let's <laughs> move on from that. Throw our arms uh, out to the side and run forward. Yes, oh yes. my gosh. That thing, that's kinda cool. That's the one thing I like. They do that in the manga though. <laughs> um, I'd like to have an extremely long podcast one day about how I think it's ex- it's very funny that uh, Naruto's son is called Boruto. Because it sounds like Boulder. Apparently it's supposed to sound like Bolt. Whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter. I fucking care. Boruto is So, so upset about Boruto yeah. <laughs> Young um, Boruto in the rap game. Yeah, okay. I'm going to call my son Bamuel. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thanks everyone for tuning into the podcast. I'm very sorry. It's no uh, better this week than it was last week. Yeah, we've started the we started going off topic right at the beginning. Um, as speaking of going off topic, uh, just to let everyone know, Erica's out this week. She's not feeling very well, so send her your love, regards, and iTunes reviews. And like and subscribe. There's nothing that makes a person feel better than iTunes reviews. It's, what, it's her doctor gave her a note. It said, yeah. you must send iTunes reviews. Yeah, two iTunes reviews a day. So if you Are you going to really question this doctor? No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's not like that kid in Florida who was running a fake medical practice. God, we... <laughs> I, I haven't heard of this, but I heard the word Florida, and I was like, I, I, I buy yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's just like so, Alison, what have you been playing this week? <laughs> oh, what, what a lovely uh, 
Um, segue there. Uh, and I'm not remembering words right now. So uh, I've had a pretty light gaming week. I've been pretty busy with work. And I'm also um, moving over the next month or two. So I've spent a lot of time uh, cleaning my apartment in the hopes that whoever was touring it was uh, going to take it. So, um, But I did spend some time playing uh, Rhythm Heaven uh, Megamix for some reason. And I don't know why I p- decided to pick this up. I um, just had this like feeling of like, I want to play this game. And so I just started playing it. Um, I'm a pretty big... I- I'm a decent fan of the Rhythm Heaven series. Like, I played the... Um, DS one and the Wii one, which I was not quite as good at for some reason. But I, I, I think that it's the, the thing that I think is really interesting about it is that I feel like I'm always better at the game when I'm actually looking away from the screen. And I mean, that's kind of the point of the game is that it really wants you to be focused on the rhythm aspects because it's basically really sim- simple mini games all set to music and all with... Uh, pretty simple prompts that you kind of have to do to follow the rhythm of the song but it's uh but it really wants you to be following the rhythm more than so than what's actually happening on the screen to the point where there'd be times where i'm playing it and i'm like not doing so great but then i look away from the screen for a while to just try that and it suddenly is it works really well so uh i i I like mini game collections like that um I'm actually, I, today I've also been playing uh, WarioWare for Game Boy Advance. So it's uh, kind of like music WarioWare in a weird way. So it's, uh, I, I think it's a really great series and I wish there'd be more of them because I, I love it. Totally. What are some of your favorite mini games in Rhythm Heaven? Um, okay, so there's the one that is called in English Fan Club, but it's called Idol in Japanese. And that's based off of like, real fan chants that people do at, at idol shows so at j-pop shows so i just i remember when i first played that i was like oh i totally know everything i like i, I got it like perfectly from the first try because it was like all the rhythm i knew um i i, I like all of the mini games though i think they're all really fun there's the one in megamix and i can't remember the name of it where you're a bear and you're chopping wood for some cats yes. and it's like <laughs> It's it's very odd because like eventually cats start like coming up and dancing in the background, but it's like the animation is so weird. Like and it's so, yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, what's going on here? And then you're just like keep chopping wood, and but that was the one that felt really satisfying, and I felt like the I was I was kept on the um, rhythm pretty well. The other good one is um, where you're a translator translating for like an alien language, but it has some like really funny reaction shots where you see the aliens says something really ridiculous and you see just a static shot of people just looking completely shocked at this alien has a really fun sense of humor to that as well. Like pretty similar to WarioWare types of humor. So I, I, I like, I like most of them though. There aren't very many where I just hate them and most of the time if i don't like them it's because i'm bad at them and i want to just get past it <laughs> yeah, the one there's one in specific that i remember i was way better at looking away from than looking at it's the one where you're like the little um i don't know like a little plankton or something and swimming around and it's like yeah. swimming in the circles i've always found yeah, that yeah, one yeah. to be way easier if you're uh if you're not looking especially when it zooms out oh. like super far 
Yeah, no, I that that one, especially when it started zooming out, I was just like, well, I I want to look at it because it's, there's some cool stuff going on those on the screen, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, it's 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 too distracting. I just have to like keep with the rhythm. So, I actually bought just bought my first um, uh, import game, and I bought the original Rhythm Heaven for Game Boy Advance. So awesome. I'll be interested to try that. Because and try to use my limited Japanese to play it. Hmm. I, I always really wanted to import all the front mission games that never came out over here that came out in America and Japan because uh, Front Mission Three is like still one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, I, I'm probably going to. Um, I don't know if they're going planning on uh, releasing it in the U.S., but if they don't, I'm going to import the new Tyco drum master for switch there was one glorious summer in um when i was in college that uh the arcade at the mall of america for some reason had this japanese Tyco drum master machine and i don't know why they decided to get it but i played that so much that summer and i feel like my um sibling and i were probably the only ones that actually like played it because i could read the japanese <laughs> but we but that was that was fun so i have a very strong affection for for that and in general i just like rhythm games a lot so i'm excited to hopefully get this japanese copy of rhythm heaven um and then also import that taiko drum master whenever that comes out whoa you go big guy hmm. <laughs> but it's rhythm heaven it's the wrestler. <laughs> Guy, <laughs> character in Naruto. <laughs> Speaking oh, no. of Naruto, uh, Pat, what have you been playing this week? <laughs> um, I have been playing. I, the, I will very quickly mention the first thing that I did. That's very funny, um, which is that after uh, I I listened to Rob Zachney read a piece he did on MLB The Show 18, and I was like man, I'd really like to play that. I haven't played, didn't play the show last year and I had played it the first, the last few years before that because I'm a big baseball fan. So I went and looked at this, the show's page on PlayStation and apparently I pre-ordered that game a while back and just <laughs> forgot that I had done that and forgot that it had come out. Uh, so <laughs> next week I'll have some thoughts on the show. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the, the thing I've spent most time with this week uh, is um kind of powering through the DLC for Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, it's uh, really, really good. I never actually finished uh, Horizon when I uh, started playing it late last year. Um, I argued for it pretty hard on my Game of the Year list, but like that was based on not having completed it and only having spent like 10, 15 hours with it. Um, and since then, I'm not quite done with the main story in the base game. I have a few more quests to do there. Um, but then I, I've done all, almost all the side content in that. I've cleaned out the map. I've found all the data points, everything. Um, I'll probably just shoot for platinuming that because I'm already pretty close. Uh, but I, I wanted to see the... I was reading some articles that the, the DLC is best experienced kind of before you finish the main game, if you haven't already just because it's sort of a, a story that exists alongside the main game's plot rather than specifically designed to be played at the end. And uh, my partner, who's a huge fan of the game, had said, like, well, if you go in, though, I'm pretty sure there's spoilers for the main game in it. 
So I was kind of trying to figure that out. And it does a really, really cool thing that it's not the first game to do it, but I haven't seen it in a while, where if you go into the DLC, depending on where you're at in the story, you'll get different dialogue surrounding your entrance to the DLC area and when you finish it. Um, So uh, based on where I am right now, um, I'm kind of at a point in the story that's sort of urgent. It's not like quite like mass effect the reapers are literally blowing up the citadel right now urgent but it's it's like we need to get this figured out because things are not good and uh one of the characters that kind of is guiding you along at the point that i'm at in the story messaged me and started chastising me about like leaving to go to this frozen wildlands when there's stuff to do and aloy kind of shoots back at him that is like she's like whatever you're just like takes because i might be able to find stuff about uh, stuff out about your past if i go up there and he's very cagey about it and it's really good dialogue that kind of justifies why she would go there at this point in the story um and then the dlc itself is just fantastic it's like really 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 incredible um it's like a 20 dollar expansion i got it on sale for half off i think um when i bought it and uh it just has a huge bit of area to, to explore. Um, it has really cool new collectibles that they weave into the narrative and kind of build cutscenes and, and conversations around, which is really, really cool. Um, it's got a really smart story that like makes sense to kind of fit alongside the plot, excuse me, of the, of the base game, um, that deals with like AI and stuff that, that, uh, kind of adjacent, company is working on there and that happened before everything collapsed um it's just it's an awesome awesome thing the way that they built it into and it has the best side quest that i've played in that game period like base game or or uh dlc so far um so i'm really enjoying it and i highly recommend anyone that uh that uh hasn't played it uh that but that that hasn't whether you finish the main game or not go back and check it out I still never finished the original Horizon. I do want to, but like I lost that thirty-hour save file. Yeah, I don't, that's hard. I don't have thirty-three hours. Yeah, well, I, 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 I need to go back and finish that eventually because I really liked what I played of it, but there were just too many games last year. Yeah, I think last year was a really special year for games. Someone, some would say Horizon Zero Dawn was the game of the year last year. Uh, if I had it to do over, uh, I would probably... Hang on, there's a dog barking. <laughs> what Pat's saying is if he has a dog barking, I, I, I would have probably put it at two or three. Uh, I, I don't know that I like it more than number three but, on our list, but I had to leave yeah. and I could not fight for it over Mario, which still made me feel nothing. The only games I would put over it at this point would be uh, Nier and then possibly Zelda, but that's a real... I might like Horizon more than Zelda. Yeah, it well it's what was hard about that was that Horizon came out like a week before Zelda too. So I played a bunch of Horizon and then I got my Switch and I was like, well, I want to play Zelda, so then I played it and I just never got back to it unfortunately. I think but mechanic- both are really good. <laughs> I think mechanically Horizon is a better game than Zelda because it it has more mechanics to it, frankly. Um mm-hmm. I think that the way that it's designed is like the way the world is designed is one of the coolest open worlds I've ever seen in a game ever. Like, and if you, 
I, I think that it's kind of too bad that a lot of the storytelling is in those text data points that probably a lot of people didn't go back and find. I made a point of finding all of them because I just used a guide and went to each of them mm-hmm. to find them yeah. because they're amazing. There's so much good writing there. And I don't, it's one of the coolest apocalypse stories. It maybe isn't the best. I mean, it's up there for post apocalypses, but I'm not going to say it's better than like Mad Max or something, but the, the story of how they get from our society to where it's at in horizon is so cool and so unique and just like it's pretty criminal that it wasn't talked about more i think in terms of like best story categories i still don't think it edges out near for me um because i found near was more emotionally impactful for me um but uh, horizon is just is a really really remarkable game that uh i think um i'm really excited to see what gorilla does next with it i will say the one thing that i think there's like a couple of of things that have irked me about it which is one of which being they lean really hard on flying enemies for a pretty good stretch of that game and that's like kind of a a nitpick but those things are really frustrating to deal with like the called glint hawks specifically and like about two-thirds of the way through the main story you have to fight them for several different side quests and objectives in the main plot. And then if you go from there into the DLC, the start of the DLC has you fighting them quite a bit too. And that, that I actually found was like a real point of frustration for me. And it was only so noticeable for me because I had been finding it so smooth and like fun to, and not frustrating up to that point to that, to then have to fight glint Hawks over and over again for what felt like hours was frustrating, but that's also partly the order you do the content in. So you maybe wouldn't experience that yourself. I just think that, that, that those enemies suck to fight and I wish they weren't as prevalent. And then the other thing uh, is that there's a lot of verticality in that game in general, even more so in the DLC. And sometimes it can be really frustrating to like navigate, um, like getting down off of things in particular, the climbing part is kind of fun. Cause you can often like kind of Skyrim your way around cliffs to kind of get to where you want to go. But when you have to, when you're searching for collectibles and they give you like a radius on the map and it's unclear if you're looking, what you're looking for is at the top of a cliff or at the bottom of it. And then you spend 10 minutes looking for it at the top of the cliff, decide it's not there and then go down and take a bunch of time going around the winding path to get down to the bottom only to find out that it was at on the top all along. It can be like kind of frustrating. So I wish there was some kind of like better system introduced in the DLC for navigating down cliffs. Like, I don't know if a glider would have been, would have made sense, but just some way without needing specific like repel hard points to get off of high places. But well, that's a, given that those are my two biggest complaints about it, that's pretty good because those are ultimately kind of nitpicky things. Okay. I think living in a post uh, Breath of the Wild world, I, I just want all open worlds to have a glider at this yeah, point. I know what you mean. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Or maybe uh, those games could have something cool where you uh, swing from one, oh. I don't know, maybe a building to uh-huh. another. Uh-huh. That's maybe. not. Oh, uh, how, what are you referring to there, Sam? Wrong, wrong section for that, Sam. Maybe you jump, out of a, you jump out of a bus that's flying through the sky with a hundred other yeah. players, and then you glide down to the, to the island. Yeah, 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 yeah. I loved Mag. That game was great. <laughs> God, we can't. We can do a whole podcast. We can't about rely on this Mag podcast. Is. 
Nobody loved Mag. Mag is fucking great. I will not <laughs> hear Mag that. Mag was a game I was very excited for and then never bought. Oh, it's I convinced so, my friend was, to buy it somehow, but I never played it. <laughs> there was a period of about three weeks there where that game was fucking awesome. <laughs> this was awesome. Uh, Warhawk. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I want to play Starhawk. It's apparently fantastic. Is it on PlayStation now? I'll have to look that up. Yeah, I hope so. Um, you know, we were talking earlier about how we may need a bottle episode at some point. How about a rehash of our game of the year for last year? Nope. No. <laughs> that list is sealed. That list is inked in blood. It can never be un- un- unwritten. Although it'll never be unwritten, but maybe it will give some opportunities for new thoughts and theories to emerge. Because of daylight savings time, there is no possible way we can make time for this. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a six-hour episode. I, yeah, I you enjoyed, want to be up to I like enjoyed five doing that, but... Let's just limit two, two minutes. We, it's, we have to recharge our batteries for the next six, <laughs> eight months. We um, could like we could like at the end of this year just revisit last year's game of the year instead of doing a new game of the year. <laughs> I think that's going to be harder. I'll finish. Year, I'll finish really Evil good. Within two, and it'll come. Yeah, out. yeah. Everybody just finish games. <laughs> um, speaking of finishing games, I don't know whether you're going to talk about finishing one, but Andre, what have you been playing? I beat no, uh, no. I finished Nino Kuni two. Uh, I don't know that mm, that game. Mm. Uh, I have feelings. I, they're they're mixed, I guess. Uh, Nino Kuni Two is like I don't know the, the phrase. My first JRPG keeps coming to mind. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Like, that's not necessarily like a bad thing. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone needs a first JRPG, but and it like a lot of it's streamlined, which is great. And it cuts, but it cuts out so much of like the fluff that it feels like it doesn't feel right. It just feels like it's missing a lot. But like the story is so half baked, not even half baked. Like the story is there. It just it feels so like empty, kind of. Every every section of the story plays out exactly the same way. Once you get past like the intro. Like you're going to kingdoms and you're recruiting them to your like declaration of interdependence, and basically every single section plays out exactly the same way, with no real twist on any of them. Uh, it's just like the kingdom you're in is different, and so the thing you're supposed to do is slightly different. But and it overall kind of disappointing in that way. I don't think they, while they do go back to it, I don't think they ever make good on the intro. Like it's, mm. it's, it's mm. like they don't go back to it until like the very end, Ugh. and they like there's some stuff from the first game or that's like established in the first game or maybe it's just other Nino Kuni games but like they definitely established it more in the first game not the first game in Wrath of the White Witch because as Sam enlightened us there are like six of those five. <laughs> Uh, so if you go back to Hot Troy stories, you'll learn. Wrath <laughs> <that. laughs> uh, of the which is game three in yeah. the you know, uh, series. So there is a lot of stuff in Wrath of the White Witch that kind of uh, not a lot of stuff, but there are things about the world that it sets up. At least for me, having that been the only other Nino Kuni game I've played, 
that it just drops in like a line mm. at the like to, to like explain it like oh yeah this is why this is a thing and it's like one line and doesn't go into it uh so it's like a 30 hour game uh i had to i kind of brute forced my way through the last like two through two chapters maybe just because like up until chapter six or seven that game is like a cakewalk super easy uh never ran into trouble never died and then chapter seven like there was like a difficulty spike uh which is like fine but also it doesn't like prepare you for it it's just suddenly like oh this enemy is like way harder and yeah that's terrible that's like the reason i stop playing jrpgs like when i'm yeah. into one and then i stop it's because i go oh wait nope this is way harder yeah this is the uh, grind yeah, that's not great and the, and like they don't they don't set you up to be like hey if you want to you know to continue in the story later you're going to need to build up your kingdom and recruit people and do all these side quests to get like 50 people into your kingdom and you're gonna have to do this like war mini game and like all these things that they never like you know, they like have you go through demos and stuff, but they never say like this is going to be important later. So you're going to want to like level this stuff up so you'll be ready. Because mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. like then I got I'm like I can't even I can't do this because my like my army isn't strong enough. So I have to go grind out these like war side quests on the side and build up my kingdom and wait on timers. It's because like the kingdom building is like a free to play thing, basically where you're waiting on like timers to go. So you can get gold, and then you can spend the gold to upgrade stuff. But then you have to wait for gold to come in on the timer, and so then that's I'm so waiting. Weird, because yeah. I've played games like that on mobile before, and like those games aren't structured like that because that's fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, they're structured yeah. like that so you'll spend money on them. Yeah, uh, you can spend the and like the king. You can get some of the gold from doing side quests, which mm-hmm. I didn't even realize because it's a separate currency from the regular gold you use to buy items and stuff. Yeah, that's weird. So, so, do you ever get to murder Mark Zuckerberg in that game? Uh, I lost interest in Leaf Book. Um, (laughs) I can go back. I can report back later, maybe. Uh, (laughs) The Leaf Book thing just seems really strange. (laughs) I still want to play it because of that weird stuff. It's like, there. it is a really interesting game that does like it it does like it streamlines a lot of stuff mm-hmm. but then like it just kind of drops the ball in the last half which is yeah. like really disappointing and it doesn't make good on the things that i wish it did make good on and i uh, i wonder if part of that is because like ghibli wasn't as involved with this one mm. because i wonder like how much impact they had on like the story of sure. uh, wrath of the white witch do you, do you yeah. think you liked it more or less than uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2? I never finished Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I want to go back to that. I also ran into a, like a part in that where it got like, oh, okay, this boss is harder than the other one. Okay, so I either have to go grind it out. But that one, it, I don't know. Uh, it's different different games so it's sure. hard to say but uh i don't i don't mind xenoblade chronicles 2 i just need to go back to it the story is far more interesting i'm just considering playing like i'm kind of at a point where i'm going to pick the next big rpg that i'm going to play and mm-hmm. i have uh assassin's creed on the docket but i don't really want to play that because it's so similar to horizon so i'm kind of looking to play something that's more numbers based that's a little 
stat heavier. Yeah. Uh, and I, I have, have I own I own Xenoblade Chronicles too. So I would jump into that, see if it grabs you because yeah. it's I hate the combat. Way more interesting. Yeah, the but, combat wasn't really my favorite in Xenoblade Chronicles too. I liked uh, what I played, but I bounced off of it because there's so much setup in the beginning, which I expected. But for some reason, when I tried it, it I just had too much going on. I couldn't get into it. Yeah, Nino Kuni is less of a time investment. Like I said, I beat it about 30 hours, even having to do like go and grind out like side quests yeah. and the and stuff like that. But I did. I felt let down in the end. Gotcha. Mm. Cool. That's a shame. Um. Alex, speaking of letting people down, apparently you haven't played any video games this week. <laughs> wow! Letting Ouch. People, it's a way of life fired. for me. Uh, you just, can let me down anytime, Alex. Oh, I will. Don't worry. <laughs> it's it's say, what I do. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. say, I'm also in that same seat. I played about two hours of video games this week. That is all games we've discussed before. That is roughly an hour and 40 minutes more than I played this week, so... <laughs> Uh, Ooh, do you want to know the game I play? I, I do play daily games. I, I've been doing dailies for. Give me one second. I'll tell you the exact number. Did um, you have you finished Wonderful Every Day? No, I kind of dropped it a little bit because it it did this story thing that um, it's a piece. It's a storytelling trope that I'm really not into, where it kind of does a timeline reset and then it like takes the main characters and like shifts their personalities to that of the other. And oh, I was just like, what? Doki Doki Literature Club. No, that doesn't do that. Like, everybody keeps their personality, but it's literally like the timid character becomes the ballsy character. The ballsy character becomes the. Uh, what other the, thing is that a trope in? I've seen it a couple times in anime kind of stuff, like in okay. visual okay. novel kind of stuff. And it's always one that just pushes me away because I'm like, oh, that's so cheap. So yeah, I've kind of, I kind of stepped away from it for a while. Okay. Naruto never does that. <laughs> <laughs> Naruki doesn't have strong enough personalities to do that. All right, here you want me to talk about a game? Uh, have you guys ever played this mobile game called Flow Free? I've heard of it. Yes. I haven't played it. Sounds yeah. familiar. Uh, I have. I'm going to show it on camera, which the stream will not see because we don't show camera. I have 720 straight days of dailies done on that. Wow. <laughs> so I've I've been playing that every morning at about midnight. Just <laughs> so, make sure you don't lose your streak. Yeah, I I'm looking forward to the day my phone dies and then <laughs> I can. It's all gone. It's all gone forever, and then I'll be finally be free. Uh, and that's the good thing about Cat Condo is that I could just like it, it had a set end, so I was like, okay, I'm done. Yep. Are yeah. You, are, are you being held hostage by the dailies? I am, but also not because it's still fun because it's good puzzle. It's a good puzzle okay. game. But okay. uh, yeah, no, I didn't play many games other than that. And but I did finish a book. Uh, I can recommend it. Uh, the Name of the Wind, if any of you guys have ever read or heard That's of it. That's a really good book. Yeah. Maybe just don't read the sequel. I'm already about 100 pages into the sequel. I, I don't like it as much. <laughs> um, I've heard... Uh, where I'm at so far is pretty consistent with the first book, uh, but I've heard that it gets way darker, where if you thought of the first book as kind of being Harry Potter with the characters from like Game of Thrones... This is more like putting the Harry Potter characters in the Game of Thrones universe, so it's way darker and like has like sex and stuff like that. I don't think I'd like either of those things that much. <laughs> I, th that's a really reductive way to look at it. It's not Harry Potter, sure, all, yeah, but but like just in terms of tone. I don't know. I really liked I really liked the first book. Uh, I really don't like fantasy, so that was surprising that I liked it so much. Uh, I love fantasy novels, uh, so like uh, I pretty much can only finish fantasy novels like 
I've read, I read like 10 or 20 books a year and the only ones I ever end up finishing randomly turn out to be epic fantasy novels. Uh, so I've devoured Name of the Wind and Wise Man's Fear. Um, and after reading Wise Man's Fear, I looked back on it and thought, I didn't like that as much as I liked it when I was reading it. But it's a good read. It's just the, the post-game, I was upset. Yeah, I've kind of found, as an adult, like I used to devour fantasy novels when I was a kid. And I find as an adult that like there's been and I maybe just am not reading the right stuff, but there seems to have been this paradigm shift where like you either have like goofy, stupid fantasy novels that are intentionally silly, or you have stuff that's like the first thing I hear people say is, Oh, it's really dark. And like, those are two ends of a spectrum that I'm not interested in. I grew up like loving the really pulpy, like forgotten realms and, um, those kinds of fantasy novels that are kind of silly and, and absurd, but not intentionally. So it just so happens that they're kind of like B movie stories in a way. Um, (laughs) And they're just fun. They were fun without being like super trashy or really gritty and dark. Yeah. Everyone's trying to get get their book made into a, yeah. And HBO. Yeah. For what it's worth. Oh, sorry. So, not something i'm interested in yeah i i would say that i was gonna say i could say that the name of the wind might be okay for you because it has the dark grittiness sometimes it depends on which characters are in in that particular scene like there's uh there's a character named ari and every scene that she's in is just super whimsical and adorable yeah (laughs) like yeah i mean i love like the witcher and the witch and the books Mm -hmm. like the witcher novels and stuff and those are very dark but they're not i wouldn't um there, and I wouldn't, the first thing I say to someone would not be, yeah, they're really dark. Like that wouldn't be, the, that's not their, no. what defines them to me. They just happen to have some pretty heavy subject matter at times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would say it's similar for this where you could say it's really dark if you wanted, but eh, that's not, it's, that's not, that's it's not defining point. Said, no. Yeah. Maybe you're just being let down by lazy, like reviews by people. Yeah. Uh, potentially, but I've tried a lot of times too. on okay. like, yeah. To, to read some of them and ever and oftentimes i'm just like oh okay there's like an assault in the first like two chapters fuck this i'm not gonna read this like i don't need <laughs> fake i don't need fake grit and stuff that's just meant to upset but, and but they have realism yeah. fantasy time back in fantasy times yeah totally realism yeah <laughs> Any, anytime that they're like oh it's look at how edgy this is it's always yeah kind of like yeah disappointing yeah because you're just like I, I get it yeah. Cool. You, you know what? What movie I found that way? And I totally hated it. Uh, Black Swan. I can see that actually. I, I, I can I see like that, that movie, for Aronofsky. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this movie's trying so hard to be edgy and dark. <laughs> I think if that movie came out now, I would probably feel that a lot harder. I haven't watched it in a few years, so. Um, hmm. But I, I get what you're saying on that. <laughs> Anyways, those are the games I played this week. Listed <laughs> <laughs> one, but that's okay. Yep. <laughs> Black Swan is one of my favorite movies. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I hope Naruto isn't one of your favorite animes. <laughs> it one hundred percent is. Uh, just like I pan the camera and there's just like a life-size Naruto cardboard cutout. I would believe it based on the things you've told. You would me. believe it? Yes, I, no, I would believe no, it. Sam is no, Sam is secretly no. putting away his bandana. No. no. <laughs> 
I just lift up my shirt and I Sam, what did you play this week? What video game is not anime did you play this week? So, I barely played video games this week. Um, I've had an extremely busy week, and I have another extremely busy one uh, lined up. Uh, I'm definitely going to report back to you on what I'm doing on Monday, which is uh, I'm going to a Marvel Cinematic Universe pub quiz. Hey. And uh, when I went and did the comic book shop pub quiz, I got like 90% of the answers right without any support <laughs> from my the rest of my team. So I'm not anticipating losing this pub quiz, but we'll see how how good my hubris is on next weekend. That's gonna, that hubris was the exact word I was going to use. Yeah. <laughs> like, who is the composer that wrote? Alex Silvestri. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, honestly, if anybody was going to clean up at a Marvel um, Cinematic Universe quiz, I, I, I'd expect it to be you. Thank you. I think that's a compliment. No, it is. Um, <laughs> I played two games this week. Um, I played about an hour of Mad Max because uh, it's free on Plus this month. Um, that seems like it's a fun game. It's got Batman combat. So the unfoot combat is okay. The enough to it's serviceable is what i would say the car combat is like super fun it's pretty shallow but it's super fun mm-hmm. overall it's like a good game for to play for free or like 20 25 bucks would you say the car combat is better than uh, vin diesel's the wheel man uh yes <laughs> yes i would how about the how about the reboot of twisted metal uh mm, that's a tougher question uh different it's super different it's more like melee i don't want to steal sam's talk it's more like like melee yeah it's not as gun heavy i like both of them a lot we'll put it that way um i yeah i think i'm definitely going to play more of that game i wanted to turn it on see what it was like uh because it's free on plus and i try and play every plus game for an hour um uh and then delete it if it's terrible Um, does that mean you're going to play an hour of mighty number nine uh, it's installed on my PS4. <laughs> oh. I I probably won't ever play it. Uh, but I've got that two terabyte drive. <laughs> I'm kind of curious to actually to try it, not because I think it would be good, but I want to kind of see what a train wreck it actually is because it yeah. certainly looks like it. Yeah. Um, the other game I played was I played this evening about 90 minutes of Far Cry. Um, Far Cry 5. Um, and I think I'm pretty much done with that game. I think I'm yeah. maybe five to six hours in. I mean, like, my commitment to the game is extremely low because I rented it. Um, uh, but, like, I haven't really had time to line up friends to play with. And I think that that's the way to play that game. Yeah. Um, because playing it by myself, I'm like, why are there enemies everywhere? And I'm just trying to go from one place to another. And all these, a lot of the problems I had last week, I'm I'm still having because I've only played another like hour after that. Um, and I had a couple of glitches which made me have to reload my save today. And then after that, I finally finished that mission and then got shunted into a story mission that I couldn't leave where I had no equipment and I had to escape from a base. And I was like, this is just not a fun experience. Yeah, my my impressions of that game are still pretty positive overall, but that kidnapping stuff sucks. Yeah, like that was a stupid decision to put that in the game. multiple times per zone. Yeah, it's not good. I think I'm maybe six to at most ten hours in, and it's already happened twice within the last three hours. 
Ew. Yeah, it's like I'm surprised that that it that somebody did not like pull the plug on that concept. I don't know. Like that's the kind of thing that I could see. Like if they ever were to re-release, they won't. But if they ever were to re-release the game, they would a box bullet point could be reworked story where that doesn't happen because it sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> didn't they? Didn't they have a patch note of like uh, Turkey was too powerful or something? <laughs> I mean, that's the part of that game that's still great, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's shit. a lot of weird shit in that yeah, game. Yeah, that stuff is awesome. But yeah, that, 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 I almost. That blows. I'm tempted to not play the story much at all, really. Like, hey, 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 Andre. I'm playing the story to get rid of the giant roving bands of enemies yeah, that exactly. I cannot get away from. Yeah. Yes. Uh, are, are, yeah. We the, are we currently the only ones who know the ending of Far Cry 5? Uh, I, I looked so. it up after okay. Andre talked about it. <laughs> okay, so the but three people, know it. the three people who aren't playing, are the ones who know what the <laughs> <Yeah>. ending is. <laughs> when I send that game back, I will Google the ending, and we can talk about I it. I still want to play it. I'll get off the cut the call when you guys do a spoiler talk about the well, game. Yeah, no, we can save that for the end of the we can save it for the end of the year. The, the, the ending seems game. like it was kind of ballsy, but they kind of messed it. Like it, they did a little That's messily. <laughs> I have yeah. an inkling of what it is from listening to Austin Walker talk about it, and it sounds like it's pretty fucking stupid. But I still <laughs> love the way the guns handle on that game, and it's beautiful, and it's fun to drive around, and it's, it's a really good co-op game. Damn so. pretty game. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, Overall, yeah, I'm positive it on that. Great. Yeah, it's very good looking. But the game that I want to talk about, and I put a new video in the YouTube playlist is my most anticipated game for this year, as we talked about earlier. Hey, save year. it for news. Uh, well, I, there's a... Save it for news. How much time is on your timer? Uh, <laughs> we've only been going for 35 minutes-ish. All right, all right. 45 okay. minutes, you mean? This is, so, this save is your it for news. Spider-Man, five minutes. Save yeah, it for spider, news. Spider minutes. You have not been playing this game. Uh, well, no, it's not news. Dreams. <laughs> uh, I, I bought an issue of Game Informer just so that I could read the article about it. Yeah, oh. sure you did. You're just looking at the pictures. I have looked at most of the pictures, and then I've read a few together, panels. Buddy? <laughs> uh, I never thought yeah, it would happen to me. They, they came that way. I can't buy a physical game in the UK, just so you're aware. I have to buy it on iPad. <laughs> oh, that's even worse. Uh, no, if you get a power-up rewards game. thing at GameStop, you only get the digital version. You, I think you have to ask if you want the physical version now. Weird. Huh, that's the way it that was really cool. Um, yeah, the, that game looks really good. Has anyone yeah, seen any of the stuff? Yeah, I'm very excited for it, actually. So I'll I, play it when it comes out. I did, but uh, that's one of my more anticipated games this year, did, too. Did, Me, uh, too. Other than Sam, because I already know the answer, have any of us played Spider-Man games before this? Oh, yeah. I've played almost every single one of them. Okay. I, 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 not done that, but... I, okay, I know everybody likes Spider-Man 2, but mm-hmm. I played the first Spider-Man movie game, and I loved that when that I was a kid. That game is awesome. Yeah. So that's like super nostalgic for me. The older, the old PS1 and Dreamcast Spider-Man games are really cool, too. I played I like one on the N64, which I think was the same as yeah. the PS1 yep. game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, sp- the one for the first movie, Spider-Man 2, and Spider-Man 3, which was like a good game. Yep. Spider-Man, which was a PS3 game, I think? Yep. Uh, Ultimate. Yeah, PS3 game. I did Ultimate. not like that game. I also, I also played Web of Shadows, which was pretty cool. But yeah, I, I, played, I, I, 
The one I like uh, Ultimate Spider-Man the best myself, um, which is a lot like Spider-Man Two, but with uh, like a cell shaded art style. Um, and then, uh, and you had it had Venom in it too. You played as Venom and Spider-Man. Um, and then uh, Web of Shadows is really good. That um, the other one that Beanox did the. Uh, like the one with the different eras shattered dimensions shattered dimensions, dimensions is not good uh in my opinion but so um treyarch made web of shadows yeah oh i thought beanox did okay no beanox took over afterwards that and makes sense Beanox ones are bad yeah well very mediocre yeah whereas the, the i played most of the beanox ones but i didn't finish all of them um, and I played Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Amazing Spider-Man 2, I finished in an afternoon and then returned it. I actually am kind of curious to check those games out if I could find them for, like, dirt cheap, because I heard from a friend of mine who's a big Spider-Man fan that they're not good, but they're totally fine, inoffensive ways to waste an afternoon. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, the swinging is there. Yeah. Any of you played that Steam game that was by the guy who designed the swinging for Spider-Man Two? Oh no, no, I heard no, about that. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about though. I kind of want to go play that now. What's it called? I have no idea. I have no idea is a great name for a game. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to what I was going to say is basically the Game Informer did like a 35 minute podcast that's on their YouTube channel about. Um, like talking all about the game uh and a couple of the guys that were there played it for multiple hours they played like the majority of the first third of the game uh so i would recommend listening to that they don't spoil anything but it's just it's really cool they give away a few things about the state of the world when you start Mm -hmm. um which is awesome also like peter is 23 he's been spider-man for eight years him and MJ are separated and they haven't seen each other for six months at the start of the game, but she's apparently a playable character. Interesting. Uh, so there's a load of interesting stuff in the game. I'm super, I'm obviously I was hyped to play it, but I think it's the most, uh, the most, the most hype I am for a game. I, I am really excited that they said it chose to set it outside of the MCU and that it's not tied to that. Um, that's like a really, really positive thing. I also, uh, do we, did they ever, is there any, if it's a spoiler, we don't have to talk about it, but I remember there was a bunch of analysis of the trailer and let like miles Morales was in it. And there's yeah, a bunch of like, yeah. He's okay. a major character apparently. Cool. Awesome. He's one of the major side characters. I only say that I only think that's super worth mentioning because like the implication then is that, they're setting this up to be more than just a one-off let's make a spider-man game it sounds like it's more like what they're going to be doing for a while because i mean unless that character's arc is complete by the end of the game but you wouldn't think that it would be given who miles is in the context of the spider-man universe apparently he was in as an easter egg and they were like we think miles Morales, the character in the comics is too cool to just be an easter egg so let's flesh him out into a character interesting um, so I don't know. I think that we're probably just going to only see Peter. Yeah, um, yeah. My games, but yeah. still interesting. Yep. Um, and the footage that we're playing is is a pit cool PS4 Pro trailer. If Alex I mean, has played it, if not, whatever. Okay. How cool would it be if they got like in a sequel? They did you could do co op Spider Man gameplay. One is Peter Parker. One is Miles Morales. You could fucking double team people as. Old, but, amazing Spider-Man and Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh my god! 
Mm-hmm. I want to play like, that. What if they just made Infinite Spider-Man and never, I could play it by myself in the dark? A hundred Spider-Mans drop onto a New York <laughs> island. <laughs> On Manhattan Island. Liberty Island. Um, um, by the way, uh, the Steam game that we were talking about is called Energy Hook, if anybody yes. is interested in that. $18. Yeah. $18, I'm not buying that. Um, you don't really love Spider-Man, though. Yeah, true. Uh, I do. I love Spider-Man enough that I won't allow him to be betrayed uh, and made other properties with the knowledge you took from Spider-Man. Um, that guy gave his knowledge to Spider-Man. I genuinely uh, was thinking about pre-purchasing the Digital Deluxe Edition the other day. And I was thinking about pre-purchasing the Australian store version so I could play it a day early. You could do what I did and just pre-purchase the digital version and then forget you did that, and then it'll just be there one day when you think you might want to play it. There's zero chance that I'm forgetting that I'm playing a Spider-Man game. That's what happened to me with that Uncharted DLC. <laughs> it makes me feel a little bit better. Um, but yeah, so uh, I, I only want to talk about that for a little bit. Um, I couldn't be more excited about that about that game, so that's kind of why. What's that you say? It's quiz time. Yeah. What, what if what if Spider Man has the same ending that Far Cry Five had? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Which ending? The good or the bad? The the the, the quote unquote bad one. <laughs> okay. Huh? Anyways, quiz time. <laughs> Everybody's got your letters. Okay, question number one. How many times has Far Cry been released? Is it A, three times? Do you mean, uh, like, do you mean the original Far Cry? The original Far Cry. Okay. Okay. Uh, counting remasters, re-releases, etc. Console ports? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, so that's three times? Is it B, four times? Or is it C, two times? Three, two, one, showing. Uh, so Pat is correct. It is three times. Far Cry on the PC, Far Cry on the 360 and PS3, and uh, Far Cry Instinct for the original Xbox. Mm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> or false. A is true, B is false. Uh, Rhythm Heaven Megamix is called Rhythm Tengoku, the best plus in Japan. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Three, two, one, show them. I, I, I want it to be true. <laughs> okay, I'm, at, I'm at B. I'm at B. False. <laughs> <laughs> Trolls. Every, that is. Uh, so Andre, Alex, and Allison, you are correct. It is true. Fuck, that's so much better than what we got. <laughs> I tried yeah, to metagame the quiz. Plus. It seemed too obvious that that was correct. <laughs> uh, I'll stop making up funny Japanese names for <laughs> games in future. Yeah, please do. Uh, who was the game director for Horizon Zero Dawn? Is it A. Mathis de Jong, B. Niels van der Liest, or C, Ben McGraw. I have no idea. I really don't know. I don't know who works at Gorilla. 
That's why they're multiple choice questions. <laughs> it's just like Is college. It? Okay, three, two, one. Show me your answers. I'm going to put A, you are correct. So that's Alison and Alex. Yay for guessing. Yeah. Heels the most. <laughs> yeah, this sounded too like you wouldn't have come up with that name, you know? <laughs> uh, all three of those names are on the Wikipedia page for Horizon Zero Dawn as like main people. Damn, Damn it. So they're all real people. That's terrible. <laughs> Including Ben McGraw. <laughs> uh, who is the voice actor playing Peter Parker and Spider-Man in the new Insomniac Marvel's Spider-Man for PS4? They got the same guy. That's weird. Mm. Uh, a, Tom Holland. B, Troy Baker. C, Yuri Lowenthal. Let me get your answers, please. Three, two, one. I hope it's this. If everyone's put C, you're correct. Fuck yeah, so it's Yuri. Everyone but Allison. I don't think I've actually heard him speak in the trailers. Dude, I love I... Yuri. And he does a great interview on YouTube, Alex, about being Spider-Man. It's very fun. What does else is he? he I know his name, but I can't place his voice. He was Yosuke in Persona 4. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, and he was also the protagonist in Sunset Overdrive, which is how Insomniac knows him. Yeah. I think, was he in, um, was he the prince in one of the Prince of Persia games? Yes, Sans Time. That's his first ah, okay. game role. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that wow, makes sense. giving away uh, trivia questions for later. <laughs> <laughs> Side note, I wish they'd put Sunset Overdrive on PC. I would love to check that game out. Oh, for sure. It's a great game. Uh, question five. What year did the first Spyro the Dragon game release? Oh, God. Is, yeah. Is it A, 1997? Is it B, 2002? Or is it C, 1998? Sorry, what was A again? Mm. So A 97. was 97. Okay. And okay, B, three, sorry, wait, I don't remember if they're in chronological. B, 2002. <laughs> okay, they weren't chronological. Okay. Okay, three, two, one, show. Everyone who put C, you are correct. Hey. I know my Spyro, at least. <coughs> that was the first game I ever got. Really? Yes. Wow. I, I never played it, but I remember I went to a sleepover at a friend's house, and she had it, and she played it, and I was like, just let me play that game. I really wanted to play that game. Wait, were you like eight what? years old and you were talking like that? <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. That is like my precious eight-year-old Alice would be like, give it to me. I want to play Spyro. It's like the alien and Men in Black. Sure what? Spyro the Dragon. <laughs> uh, 2002 is the year that Spyro entered the Dragonfly. Was yeah, it is. What was, what was the one that was kind of like God of War? <laughs> I think that's uh, Dante's Inferno. No, there was there was totally a Spyro game that was like God of War. Give me a second. No, you're not wrong, but it's just a funny way of characterizing it. Uh, it was Spyro Dawn of the Dragon. Skylanders. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was like, is that what Skylanders is? I've never played it. <laughs> no. Yeah, in, a, in Skylanders, you kill you, you murder your family, and then kill a god. Yep, and you're covered yeah. with the ashes of your fallen family. Yes. Which is why it's so popular with children. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> it's that fantasy, power fantasy. 
news. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's uh, say we already started it and talk about Spyro. Why not? Yeah. Um, I was going to say I've got three pieces of small news and then one piece of big news to talk about. Uh, so let's start small news with, yeah, Spyro the Dragon. Wait, no. did you say that Spyro is the small news? Well, I don't know. It's like... It's no, that's what you said. You said Spyro is small news. I, I heard you loud and clear. He's a small dragon. He may be a small dragon, but he's got a big heart. Yeah, the oh. biggest heart. Spyro's fucking awesome. <laughs> Put it on the back of the box. Yeah. He's yeah. got a big heart. Spyro's fucking awesome. <laughs> Naruto expert. If that was on the box, I'd probably buy that game. <laughs> So, okay, here's my thing with this. Like, I didn't care about the Crash reboot. Nope. I never actually played the Crash games. I only played, like, the demo that came with my PS1. Um, like I said, it, Spyro is my first game that I ever got, but I never beat it because I didn't have a memory card. Because, one, why the fuck yeah. weren't they packed in with, like, the PlayStation? You needed them. Why weren't they packed in? <laughs> one. Just give us one. Uh Anyway, uh, yeah, so I never beat it. So I just played, like, the opening of that game over and over. And I got, I don't know, level. I got several levels in every time, but I never, like, beat it because someone would always turn off my PlayStation. Later found out it was my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so uh, I am excited just so I can... I don't, don't even know about a side, but I want to go back and I want to beat that first game. I never yeah. played ones. I just want to beat that first game. Those first three games are really, really good. Um, they're, they're the, the rest of the series really fell off like precipitously after that, but um, I remember those were some of the first 3D games that I played, and uh, they were... I loved them, like every minute of them. Um, I never finished the first one either. The only one I finished was the third one. Um, but... I'm super excited to go back and play them again. I think one of the interesting things... They look things, gorgeous. Oh, yeah. But one they of the cool things... Uh, it's so cool that it's coming to Xbox. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm going to be one of those people and say that I do kind of wish it was coming for a Switch, but... Uh, mm-hmm. um, it is coming for Switch. I saw a YouTube video titled Spyro the Dragon Reignited is coming to Switch. I could oh. be very wrong, but I saw a YouTube video titled that. So it has to so, be true. Yeah. <laughs> It was yeah. from Nintendo Life. Uh, no Briefly official shows up on Nintendo's UK store. Interesting. It lists mm-hmm. a spot. I think it might have. They are not ready to say. It might be coming later. Yeah, I would imagine later is probably. Um, probably. Though to be honest with you, while I agree that it would be a great fit for Switch, I think I am probably just going to play it on PS4 because I think that is the controller i want to play it on oh um, yeah and like yeah. the 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 and with the fidelity that i want to play it i mean i want to play that on like a big tv like super like 4, 4 I, I, don't have, I don't have a pro but um like the the uprise on that looks gorgeous the one thing that i'm concerned about with it though well i don't know if concern is the right word it's a question mark is toys for know. bob is completely mm-hmm. rebuilding it and I'm, yeah you can't even call it an uprise because that's like all new assets it's a yeah unique. Right, and Toys for Bob made Skylanders, um, yeah. and I think that those games are fairly mechanically sound, but I don't know that it's going... I could see it going either way. I could see it being a great, faithful port with really good... Like, a really... The physics and the and the visuals being remade well, or I could see it ending up being kind of disappointing. So I'm, I'm kind of trying not to get my hopes up too much. So you're what you're saying is you're having tempered expectations, a podcast by Erica and Xavier... Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. 
but like Toys for Bob aren't just responsible for Skylanders. No, they correct, also make yes. Star Control one and two, and Tony Hawk's Downhill Jam. So wait, so I thought you were trying to make it seem okay. Wait, that... <laughs> no, that's they have. A... Oh, they also made Pandemonium. <laughs> they did. Make, they made Pandemonium. They made quite a few. They also made the Crash and Same trilogy. Ugh. Yeah. Well, no, only on Switch. They only did the the port to Switch for that. Oh, interesting. Speaking yeah, of, but, uh, if we're done with Spyro, another yeah. little tiny piece of Switch news that came out, probably worth one sentence, is that Wolfenstein 2 is going to have gyro controls. I'm in. Sign me up. I, I want play it in a headset. I want BJ Blazkowicz in uh, in Mario Kart 8 going i'm using tilt controls yeah that i can handle but like it doesn't make a lot of sense to me like the more i think about the fact that that port is still coming like the the doom port was cool because it was like look what the switch can do and if you still needed convincing as to being the switch being a cool console like great cool put it there that's awesome but like there's actual reasons to have the visual fidelity that wolfenstein 2 has uh and i I just don't know that I think it makes sense for that platform at all. <laughs> uh, I think Doom sold real well and Skyrim sold real well. So oh, you're, you're right. Yeah. I just, I think it's, I think that's why I, they're doing it. Not yeah. for creative reasons. No, no, no. But I, I guess what I'm saying is I think that it's a blunder. Cause I think that thing is going to be pretty disappointing on switch and that they were in a good place. Like they had some good cachet there mm. and I worry that it's going to come out and it's going to be like, eh, well, be interesting. I'm going to need your Joy-Con for just a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, next, I've got two uh, other small pieces of news. Uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 was announced for PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, releases in August. I uh, played about an hour of that. I was going to say, I just bought that. <laughs> I forgot. That was right. That's right. I'm not going to play Xenoblade Chronicles 2 because once I finish Horizon, I'm going to play the 1996 classic i think divine divinity okay that was my next game on the list so get ready for me to talk about that for the next three months oh, no not 96 2002 i'm crazy and i'll definitely buy that because it's got four player online co-op i think the yeah. pc version has that but if i'm gonna play if i'm gonna play a game i want to be on my sofa probably yeah, that's fair. See, I can't imagine playing a Divinity game. I've played about five hours of, of Original Sin 1 and a couple hours of Original Sin 2. I cannot imagine playing one of those games with anything but a mouse and keyboard. I like, tried to play Original Sin, like the Enhanced Edition, with a controller, and it was just not great. I was going to say, a couple of my friends played through the whole of uh, Original Sin Advanced Edition uh, on PS4 with each other fully in co-op and yeah. like the best experience of that year. If, so I, if I had someone I could do that with, I would. But Yeah. Well, Andre, I'll play it with you. Uh, we don't. Our schedules don't line up that well. <laughs> yeah, we've <laughs> run into this problem before. <laughs> yeah, touche. Um, play through that game 40 minutes at a time. Yep. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, Sam Fisher is coming to Bolivia in Ghost Recon yeah. Wildlands. Michael Irons is hunting well. a predator. Uh, is it just me who thinks that Ubisoft is really killing it at the moment? Like, does this count as killing it? Like, so weird. Like, 
it seems like such a fun move. Like, like uh, I, I agree, Ubisoft, Ubisoft is supporting their games well, but I, I don't know if I look at this and go, Ubisoft is killing it with this like support. Like, yeah, but I think it depends on what your relationship with. Uh, um, True. So like, I don't have those, much those games. Or so. Yeah. Mm. I, I see what you're saying. I'm just yeah. relationship with another it. like. This is another weird one from Ubisoft, which like you know, good on them for doing like fun, goofy stuff. I, this is just like what? <laughs> yeah, okay. I guess I think it's sort of like um, I don't know that I would say universally they're killing it. Like either I don't know, if, but if you're a fan of Tom Clancy stuff, that it's the best time to be playing Tom Clancy related games. I think right now because Wildlands is like they pulled it from the ashes of being a mediocre open world mm-hmm. shooter and. Siege is really good, and putting I, Sam Fisher in it is cool. Do you think uh, we we get a new Splinter Cell at E3 based on this? Yeah, I think so. It's time? Yep, I think it's the right uh, time. I need I to think, go back to Blacklist, because that game was pretty fun, but I never yeah. finished it. I think we get Watch Dogs this year, and we get Splinter Cell and Assassin's Creed next year. So uh, I could see Splinter Cell next year, like early next year, maybe take the place yeah. of that Far Cry. Like, could be exactly, yeah. I think they're going to put all their franchises on two year things apart from the service games like Rainbow Six and uh, Ghost Recon and For Honor and f- For yeah, Honor. Sure. That game exists. That game is one of the most underrated games of 2017. Damn it. What about Just Rock, Dance? Paper, Rock, Paper, Scissors simulator that was what it was when it launched for sure uh, again yeah. plucked from the ashes <laughs> I think uh, I think we're all pretty certain we're getting Watch Dogs 3 this year at Christmas and no Assassin's Creed and then next year I would assume we'd get Assassins and Splinter Cell it would make sense for them to put uh, Assassin's Creed in the same year as a um, Clancy game because those are I understand well, I don't know did they ever no Watch Dogs was never associated with the Tom no. Clancy game. Yeah, no. okay. So no, it makes yeah. sense for them to do a Clancy game alongside a uh, Assassin's Creed year because those are so incredibly different, whereas Watch Dogs is kind of the franchise where those two things kind of like converge because it's an mm-hmm. open yeah. world akin to Assassin's Creed but with a modern-day mm-hmm. military... Not military, but shooter setting. So I think um, they need to separate Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs so that Watch Dogs can totally. breathe and succeed. Because yep. I don't have the energy to play both of those games in the same window. Speaking Watch Dogs of- 2 was a lot better than like every Assassin's Creed apart from Origins for a long time. But so it, must, be good. it must be really good then. Watch Dogs Brotherhood. That would be just incredible. Speaking of uh, Tom Clancy. Total, yeah. So speaking of Ubisoft Tom Clancy stuff that's coming out in the future, are any of you guys going to play The Division 2? Uh, yeah, probably. I'd love to. I never finished the first one. It's installed on my PC right now. I hated the first, <laughs> I hated the first one. I played like 30 uh, hours of it. I, hmm? I just never thought that the first one was for me, so I, yeah. I, it'd have to be pretty good for yeah. me to pick I, it up. I, I put like 20 or 30 hours into the first one, and I just hated it, so I dropped it. <laughs> never touched it. I oh, liked it a lot, but I could see why someone would hate it very easily. I think that oh, game I is like a it. solid seven. <laughs> I think that that game became unplayable without other players at later levels, and the friends I was playing with were like, "We don't want to play this anymore." We're That's kind of where I got to. 
I, I did that on PS4 and then I got it. I got the whole whatever super pack for like 15 bucks on PC during the Steam sale um, over the holidays. So I would like to try to play through the story at least um, before the second one mm-hmm. comes out. Because in theory, I really like the idea of it a lot. Um, and I think it handled a lot of the loot elements better than the first Destiny did. Um, Destiny 2 handles those things probably better than The Division did. So yeah. I don't know that it, going, it might be hard to go back to the division one but in general they've changed it so many times from that base yeah totally updating it i don't even know where it's at now i haven't played it since right after Mm -hmm. launch so um i think now it's best to move on to our final news feature of the day which is uh something that allison picked out so i was wondering allison if you wanted to take us through it a little bit Sure. Um, it's it, This happened a while ago, so a lot of people have probably heard of it, but it was um, recent allegations of uh, harassment and poor uh, working conditions at Midboss, um, specifically by the now former CEO, Matt Kahn. And, uh, and I, I just thought it was... Um, I, I just thought it was interesting just because, A, it's also... It's, um, you know... I, I think that a lot of gaming companies do have kind of questionable working circumstances. I mean, it's it's not all not all to the point of harassment, but when you hear about all the stories of people working unreasonable hours, I think that's really common in uh, entertainment industry. So it's I think it's interesting that a company is being uh, held accountable for that, um, mostly because I, I really hope that happens for other people in the commu- in the gaming community and in the um, game dev circles because it is kind of, it is pretty unreasonable to expect people to work for, without the pay that they need and to be working for dirt cheap. It's uh, mm. it's because I, I I believe some of the people were saying that they were working pretty much under. Uh, under minimum wage um obviously illegally because it's uh which is just mostly because they were being tapped for something that they were uh passionate about and for a company that they felt really strongly about and even if you, and i've i mean i've seen that when i've uh like in the past when i was looking for jobs like there are a lot of places that were like well since this is a place that you're gonna want to be that we have a lot of people passionate about um, you know, we're going to pay pennies and that's not really sustainable for people. Um, and then also, um, then there is also the harassment side, which is, uh, which is really unfortunate. And then also, um, the mid boss also puts out the, uh, convention gamer X, which is the, one of the biggest LGBT, um, gaming conventions. So it's, it's interesting to see how both mid boss and gamer X will pull up back from it i mean i hope that's even if you know i hope that it's it's hard to say what you want to happen because there's all this you don't want it to be rewarding people who have done terrible things but at the same time having a convention that's uh specifically lgbt focused is really important so i do hope that gamer x either finds a way to continue or some other company fills the void uh, if if it um, holds and they can find another convention for 
LGBT and queer gaming because it's 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 important. So I, I, I'm just wondering if anybody else has any other thoughts about this or if they'd heard about it at all or. Yeah. I read the article and thought it was a really um, it's really sad to see. I think it's a good I don't know. I think it's I think it's a reminder that like this is a thing that needs to be that everyone needs to be like constantly thinking about. And it's another example of why, like we, it's, it's a, it's dangerous to pedestal mm-hmm. certain companies or people. Um, and I feel like that was understandably why and deserving, they deserved that kind of, they deserved it maybe more than a lot of companies, but I would say that in terms of GamerX continuing uh, the, the comparison that I might draw, although the, a totally different set of issues that have been present there but like the penny arcade expos are still huge and penny arcade the personalities at penny arcade have kind of sucked for a long time frankly like their public facing on twitter personas have pretty much been shitty for a while they sold Uh, packs didn't they they sold it to the company that owns Eurogamer. right so that's what i mean it's like even though it's still is called PAX. It's it's yeah. it's owned it differently. For it, anymore. It's kind of yeah. yeah, right. And so I would hope that a similar sort of thing could uh, go down here. I'm looking at game indus- gamesindustry.biz. Uh Brendan Sinclair has an article. Gamer X ties all ties to mid boss. There you go. Uh, so uh, the was this what the executive director Katie Kate Chuck I think said the LGBTQ gaming convention has severed all professional association with Midboss after the company CEO blah blah blah. Awesome, uh, great. T- take executions very seriously. Uh, so yeah, uh, Kate Chuck is you know uh, mandatory sexual harassment training for staff and volunteers, reporting mechanisms for HR violations. We'll see how that goes because HR. Mm. Based on stories that have come out in the last year, making always the most helpful. But you would hope that with an organization like GamerX that is focused on being inclusive, that this would be more successful. But as we see, some of the people in power are not always. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really especially important for uh, convention circles, because I know that harassment and issues like that can come up at conventions to the point where the one that I that I go to most um, close to me convergence, they're very, very careful about having signs everywhere about just, you know, cosplay is not consent and uh, emphasizing that harassment is a serious thing just because it, it does happen in convention circles. So I do hope that they, it does seem like they're taking it seriously as, as something that they want to say, look, let's, uh, let's be very yeah. clear that this is not, we don't want this to be an issue with gamer X, even though it was an issue with mid boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the, unf- the, the working conditions thing is definitely a really, um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a thing that is going to be harder to nail down and fix in the gaming industry than I think it probably is in other creative industries because of the size and scope of the teams and the size of the budgets on the games. And I think it's a pretty tough nuanced problem to solve. I don't, I'm not necessarily defending developers that put their uh, employees through crunch. I don't think that's the right answer, but um, I think that like it's, 
it's a tough uh it's a very nuanced thing and i hope that right. like people continue to expose it without necessarily saying um that because it happens so much across the industry right and like it's very easy to get a story from one developer that's like the crunch was really awful here and it could be as bad somewhere else, but people don't talk about it there as much. Um, and, and I think, so I think it's dangerous to like, again, it's dangerous to pedestal companies as like, well, I've never heard anything bad about this company and how they treat their employees during crunch. So they must be fine. Um, and it's more something that I think people need to like be critical of while understanding that it's a complex issue and, um, everything around like money in video games is complex and hard to solve. And there's no easy, like there's yeah. no way to the answer. I wish it was like this, but because of the system that we have, the answer is not let's employ 200 people and pay them great salaries and give them lots of time off and not charge any microtransactions and support a game forever. Like that sounds amazing and, and a utopia, but it there's a, like a balance in there that needs to be struck that we're pretty far from, um, but it, it, it's not easy to find, I think. Yeah, it's a tough question, too, because, I mean, I, I know that there are some people, too, who are very much against any crunch. And I, and I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, because I feel like no matter what, you know, no matter what industry you're in, you're, there's going to be times where you have to work overtime. Like, it's it, I, I don't know if there's many industries where that isn't a thing, but it's just trying to manage it and trying yeah. to make sure that it's not constant and, and that it's not uh, a you know when and you're working compensation crunch. and honesty yeah. yeah when you're working crunch you shouldn't be working like 20 hours a day or anything like that like right. trying to manage it in a in a responsible way yeah it is it is a bummer to see hopefully all the people at mid boss land on their feet either mid boss comes through it and gets to do new stuff or all those people find new jobs if they have to if that company if the company ends up dissolving when did this come out miss news um about a week ago because I, mm. it was right because i we weren't going to talk about news during the wrestling podcast but it, it it happened came out like right before the podcast so i had it on my mind gotcha yeah. gotcha yeah but um, i i hope that people do come out on their um, RC2. Oh, uh, uh, I, I didn't play yeah. 2064 read only memories, but I know that a lot of people love it and that there's clearly talented people working on it. So yeah, I, they have a new CEO, Cade Peterson, uh, nice. for, for mid boss. Uh, I don't know anything about him. Uh, da, 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 yeah. Um, yes. So, oh, wow. What? Uh, wow. Uh, I'm just looking more into the story. Uh, when Khan announced his exit, he stepped down in March after the allegations come out. He said GamerX, pre GamerX president and mid-boss community manager Tony Roca would take over operations. Shortly afterwards, sexual harassment allegations were also leveled against Roca. Oh, man. This is according to VentureBeat, uh, an article published yesterday, I believe. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so now they've got Cade Peterson who hopefully has not done some shady shit. Let's just hope he's not a bad sex person. Yeah, you can have, you can have like, <laughs> don't kink shame. Some people like bad sex. 
Don't okay. be a don't be a rude right. sex person. We almost made it through a whole episode. Shut this don't down. don't be a rude <laughs> sex person. Speaking of shutting this down, uh, this week we have been the five members of Gaming Fix that are still not flu afflicted, as far as we know. Hope you feel better, uh, Erica. We do massively yeah. hope you feel better, Erica. We miss you, uh, and everyone's now beating you in the quiz. Um, <laughs> Hey, Gosh. someone need to take her. Someone need her to take her down a peg. And it was her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. The only one who could defeat Erica was Erica. <laughs> um, but thanks everyone for listening. Please, as usual, uh, rate and review us on iTunes. That's the most important thing that you can do, apart from uh, downloading and listening to us multiple times in multiple places. Or uh, I would say drinking water might be a little bit more important. <laughs> yeah, it's important to them, but like to us. Oh. Fair enough. If you yeah. ever want to see Erica again, like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh no! Got very dark. Yeah, <laughs> just like this fancy novel that I'm reading, Pat. I think you'll really like it. <laughs> and on that note, um, I have been Sam Harrison. Uh, we've also got. Uh, you can find me online. I forgot to tell everyone about that. You can find me online at twit on Twitter and Instagram at sgch. Those are my initials. S for Sierra. G for golf, C for Charlie, H for hotel. And we've got Alex. You can Google mom spaghetti and I'm sure you'll find me sometime. Or a very cool YouTube video. Maybe, maybe and both. <laughs> Allison. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at W R I T E R S E R E N Y T Y. And Andre. Uh, on Twitter at Coolslaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W, and Naruto is still a bad anime. I, my opinion has not changed Whoa. by the end of this podcast. <laughs> Naruto Shippuden. <laughs> Naruto, yeah, Shippuden. The end of Naruto, like the first one, though, that's also bad because there's so much filler. Why is there so much? They could have <laughs> ended it, but they just like, we're going to do like 60 episodes of filler. They need to do a Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood of Naruto God, and Naruto no, Shippuden, where it's like die. 50 oh episodes. Let it go. <laughs> I think you Naruto Kai. Kill it. Speaking of letting go, uh, Pat, where can people find you on the internet so we can check out this podcast? You can find me on Twitter at JesterPC. You can find my blog at GamingInConfidence.com. You can also find my Resurrected from the Ashes podcast uh, with a few friends. Um, just comedy bullshit uh, at TheLoop.Ninja. So is that loop, L-O-O-P, or loop, L-U-B? It is the loop, but I will float that. And is it gaming in confidence or gaming incompetence? Gaming Or gaming incontinence. No, that should be the name of our show. You guys fucked up. By the way, everybody should read that blog because it's really good. Oh, thanks. Gaming incompetence is the name of my blog. Don't steal my ideas. <laughs> I mean, this ep- this week's episode of The Loop involved ASMR typewriters uh, talking about me as a trading card game and uh, what was the other thing? Something else really stupid. So is check that, it out if you like dumb shit. Is that ASMR typewriters or ASMR comma typewriters? <laughs> like using typewriters to conduct uh, some ASMR, yeah. Okay, okay I need to like, listen to this immediately. <laughs> it's not up yet. It will be today, hopefully. <laughs> Okay. Uh, By the time you listen to this podcast, it may or may not be available depending on when you listen to it. Yeah.
Uh, thanks everybody today for listening. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and as I said, review us on iTunes and download us in multiple places. Uh, thanks everyone else for joint, coming along and playing a part and being great and uh, carrying the podcast. Uh, Have you been drinking again? <laughs> just, just uh, water. Okay. I was gonna say aqua something, and then I was like. No, just water is an easier way to say it. Goodbye, everyone. We'll speak to you next week. <laughs> I'm going to go be on wrestling. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs>